Hi, everybody. Uh, hey, Brian. Uh, welcome to the masterclass. Uh, and just to check that are people really here? We have some 160 people here. So do we really have 160 people here? Or do we have 160 people who have logged into the masterclass, but now are doing other things side by side? So let's do a quick thing. Everybody who's here, just say I'm here in the chat box. Let's see how many of you are listening to us and how many of you with us. How many of you are with us? I'm here. I'm here too. I see I am here. So many I'm here. Interesting. And you know, you could also add a, add some spice there. I am here and put a smiley. I am here and put a thumbs up. You know, let's let's make it more beautiful. Ah, nice. <laughs> and how many of you are already teachers? Come on, say I'm proud to be a teacher. How many of you are already teachers, or how many of how many of you are saying I want to be a teacher? Nice, so many teachers here. And anybody who's not a teacher but looking at becoming a teacher, just say, I want to become a teacher. I have, oh, we have some retired teachers, amazing. Pretty interesting, pretty interesting. And everybody who's waving the hand or raising the hand, let me wave back to you. Brian, can we wave back to them? <laughs> interesting. And I, and I see how many people are saying I'm proud to be a teacher. We are so, so happy to have you in the masterclass today. And um, we'll make sure uh, that whatever best we can do to help you in not just, you know, not just collecting information because that we do a lot, but how can we understand how to use that, that information in our life? And how do we start um, implement, implementing things that we move from being good teachers to being you know, outstanding and successful teachers. And if, I don't know if, if uh, some of you had seen that opening video that uh, I recorded and then the messages that Brian has been putting up and we've been talking about what's the difference between a good teacher and a successful teacher. And if you see, we are not saying we have good teachers and bad teachers. We are saying we have good teachers because the moment you decide to become a teacher, you are a good person. So we have good teachers. And then we have those good teachers who create some things, who do some things and you know, they create those pathways towards success and then they move towards becoming successful teachers. So today's masterclass is all about uh, discussions on what really separates a good teacher from a successful teacher and how do, how can every single good teacher in, on the planet Earth move to become a successful teacher? So what we're going to do is first, of course, we're going to introduce ourselves. Uh, I'll invite Brian to share about him. Before he starts sharing, let me tell you about something about him, you know. So we all work together, okay? Brian and me. And he's a prankster, by the way. You know, he would always try to find ways of pulling your leg or, uh, you know, he would create those uh, word, word, you know, th that word play that some people have that they'll, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll make jokes around those word plays. And then, and he's very good at words. Um, I'm sure if anybody of you has attended his um, uh, classes before or attended his webinars before, or any of the podcasts before uh, he likes to have a lot of make like likes to make a lot of jokes so i'm sure he has many stories and many of his jokes for us today and um, uh, you know we're going to talk about that but then brian i invite you to you know introduce yourself your journey till today uh, you know how many countries what all you've done uh, so many phases of life you've seen and um, uh, you know what really excites you today and what really drives you to work on teacher education after so many years in education? Brian, over to you. Thank you very much indeed, Rashab. I don't know how old I look now, but you seem to have crammed a lot of experience into that introduction. Um, so welcome everyone, first and foremost. Uh, it was amazing to see the chat box suddenly spring into life with, I'm proud to be a teacher, and some saying, I'm a teacher. Um, so, uh, um, lovely to welcome everyone. Um, lovely to see so many from uh, Sarasa, so many who are, are involved. And I know some of you have been sending me a message of luck for today. So, thank you to all of you. But um, a little bit about myself. Um, I am from the UK, from Scotland. 
And uh, I began my teaching career there, but uh, for many years worked uh, near London and Kent um, in a, a couple of schools. And a fairly traditional pathway of choosing to be a teacher, really being um, impassioned and, and uh, the desire to work with children, spending some years in the classroom, opportunity to move into leadership, spent some years in leadership, um, and then I, I, from leadership, decided actually I really want to develop myself further in the classroom and with training in mind as well. And so I returned to the classroom um, after some years in senior leadership um, and some inspectorate journeys as well and returned to the classroom and worked in the classroom. I've worked in IB as well as UK curriculum. I've worked in primary, mainly upper primary and secondary, secondary school for oh, um, over 15 years and primary for around 10. And worked um, in or lived in Hong Kong um, and UK, obviously, and here in Dubai in the, the UAE. And in the last year, uh, my journey really feels like it has blossomed as I joined Sarasa and I have the real privilege of meeting and working with many teachers from around the world, different backgrounds, very different levels of experience, some new to teaching, some who have been teaching for a number of years and um, from different parts of the world and curriculums as well. So that is a little bit about me. Uh, very nice to be here. I'll pass back to Rishabh now. Uh, thank you, Brian. Thank you so much. Okay, so uh, that's about Brian. Let me introduce myself. I'll take just a moment there. And, um, you know, my name, of course, everybody knows I'm Rishabh. And uh, I've been working in teacher education for almost a decade now, uh, more than a decade, actually. And, uh, you know, there's this thing that we talk internally in the office that uh, you take a pin, you prick Rishabh, the first thing that will come out is teacher education and then blood. So, you know, it's that kind of uh, passion that the entire team has. And it's not just about me. You'd pick up anybody from the team and everybody just, just focuses on teachers' growth and teachers' uh, you know, education and everything so much. So I started the journey long, long ago when I saw that teachers are not getting their share of appreciation over the last one decade. And uh, I still remember this one incident when I went to the school and I was talking to a, a school principal, a school owner, and ask them that, you know, what do you do to help your teachers in growing? And how do you make sure that your teachers are becoming smarter? And I can't forget that one sentence, you know, that was the time when India was opening up to uh, smart boards, you know, those interactive boards in the classrooms. And this one principal said, Rishabh, we are right now investing more in smart boards and not in smart teachers. And, uh, you know, that's what sells better. And that's why we are all looking for smart boards and not smart teachers. That's, that's something that really shook me. And I decided that day that something is not right. We need to work on that. And from there to today, uh, you know, almost 11, 12 years and counting all working on teacher education. Uh, I'm a cognitive scientist. I uh, research on how the brain works, how the brain learns, uh, what really leads uh, to, ex to experiences moving from short-term memory to long-term memory and then staying there as uh, knowledge and skills that we can use in our uh, life and in our classroom. So most, mostly working on how we learn and then how can we teach these skills to the teachers and how do we move ahead from there. So that's usually it. And that has led us to building Sarasa. Sarasa is now almost three, four years old and uh, one organization which is only focused on teachers' growth. So that's about me. Let's talk about today's masterclass. Uh, what we are focusing on today is how, as teachers, can we identify various milestones of growth? What are the skills required for those milestones to achieve those milestones? And then how can we plan up an entire pathway of growth right from wherever we are today to where we want to reach, right? But before I go on and start talking about that, I have a quick question. Everybody here, I have some 250, almost 250 participants now. For everybody here, uh, as a teacher, 
if I have to ask you, where do you see yourself five years from now? And I know it's a, it's a cliche question, but then we have to answer this question to even understand what does a successful pathway look like. So if, to ask, if, if I have to ask you, where do you see yourself five years from now? What would you say? Let's type it. And I'm not saying um, whether you're a teacher right now or not. I'm saying, where do you see yourself? Let's say you came into teaching. Let's say you are already a teacher. Where do you see yourself? Take two minutes. No, take 30 seconds. 30 seconds and we start. Okay, I see a lot of answers coming in. Interesting. So I see a lot of people have said we want to be principals, we want to be working for a particular organization, becoming an, becoming an HOD, becoming a subject coordinator, becoming an in-charge. Interesting. Okay, somebody said I want to become a panelist in a masterclass like this. Okay. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> a successful teacher. Okay. Somebody wants to start their own school. Very interesting. Smart curriculum setter, great teacher. Pretty good, pretty good. So you see, the first thing to even uh, get on a pathway to success is to know, is to define how would you know whether you're successful or not? Yeah, how do you def define success? How do you say that, okay, I'll call myself successful when I do this. I talk, I talk to a lot of people and many people come back and they, uh, guys, can you see me? So I just received a message saying, uh, Rishabh, we can't see you. Can you guys see me? Superb, so you can. So uh, you see, the, the most important part is we need to define that uh, when, when would we know that we are successful or not? What would define that success? For some people, if you see many, some people said, I want to be a principal. Some people said, I just want to be a, I just want to be a happy teacher. Some people said, I want to be a panelist. Some people said, I want to start my own school. So if you see, there's a different parameter of success. And that parameter has never been standardized till now. If I ask somebody, when would you know that you're a successful software engineer? If I ask somebody, when, do you, when would you know that you're a successful uh, doctor? When are, you, when are you a successful architect? Uh, usually there would be a measure of that. But as teachers, we have not been literally shown a pathway that, okay, for a teacher, success would mean this. And believe me, uh, there are so many realities that have been created for teachers. Uh, while I'll be talking about this more later, but then one important part that I would talk, I would want to see is, you know, whenever we talk about success and teacher, and sometimes when we say, okay, what about financial success of teachers? I see many teachers becoming, you know, they're, they're stuck. They're, they're, they're kind of uh, shocked, not stuck, but they're, they're shocked that uh, what, why, why are you talking about money to us? We are teachers. We are not supposed to talk about money. We are not supposed to talk about financial growth. You know, as teachers, we cannot talk about making more money. And usually me and the entire team, we are shocked that why, why is it uh, considered wrong or why is it considered negative to plan your financial pathway of the career? You know, bankers don't uh, uh, stop planning their financial pathways. Software engineers don't stop planning their financial pathways. Why do teachers do that? And we're not saying make money and, and use them in a wrong way. We are saying have that financial independence so that you can have more money to invest back in yourself so that you can have better skills so that you can go back and teach better to learn to the to the learners does that make sense yes or no do you think financial pathways are important for teachers growth what do you say yes no thank you so much i see many people here are on that page together that yes we somebody needs to be talking about that nobody's talking about that everybody keeps, keeps talking about you know, teachers need to be better skilled, teachers need to be better trained, teachers need to work harder, teachers need to take online classes, there's a pandemic, put teachers in the front, teachers need to handle everything. Okay, let's give it a break. Let's stop for a second and say, don't teachers require to grow financially as well? And, 
and yes somebody mentioned in the in the chat that everybody keeps talking about teachers are under are underpaid everybody keeps saying you know teachers uh need to be paid more teachers need to be paid more but then the moment a teacher says that you know uh, i want to be making this much more money some suddenly the first answer that comes is you know as teachers we have to be focused more on the love of the children and love of the education and not so that's a that's a touchy topic but i'm going to touch upon that towards the end of the session that how as teachers should we also be talking about our financial planning how should we also be talking about our financial growth our financial independence but before that let's come back and let's say where are most of the teachers today we're talking about a success pathway where are most of the teachers today when it comes to the pathway so for that we need to understand what a good teacher what an average growth teacher does in their life cycle today and from there we'll take it ahead and we'll start discussing what really happens right so let's understand what's the present situation so i i call this present situation as something called a vicious cycle uh, if you have pens if you're taking notes it will be a good idea to make these notes because this is not a webinar this is a master class and in master classes you learn things that you can use in your life right so it would be great to have a pen and a paper so we believe schools teachers governments you know while everybody is trying to do the best for education teachers themselves are today stuck in something called a vicious cycle what's a vicious cycle a vicious cycle is that a teacher gets trained to become a teacher you know every profession they have to get those skills to start working in that profession however since there are there's a a gap in the requirement of a teacher's skill set requirement in the classroom and what is what they are actually taught teachers are not able to do their best in the classrooms how many of you would agree that the beds that we did the mets that we did the pgces that we do uh there's a difference between what is taught to us and what really happens in the classroom do you agree yes no maybe thumbs up yes no absolutely agreed whatever what do you think is there is it is is what we are taught the same as what we have to use in the classroom a lot of difference agreed wonderful <clears throat> yeah and now let's see see here is where the vicious cycle really starts so now as a teacher i've done something i reach the classroom and it's a different world it's a completely different world let's say okay not completely some people said 50 50 some people said yeah maybe 10 to 15% 20% we are able to use so we reach there and what we realize is this is not what we were what we were taught this is not what we were trained on so the school says okay you are you know you are a skill teacher you have the certificates but since we will have to train you all over again we won't be able to pay you the money because we'll have to spend in your training and a new teaching professional would say well that does make sense let me learn here and then we'll go ahead and uh, you know we'll kind of start growing in the next 2 to 3 years so the teacher joins the profession at a lower salary which is fine every professional uh, you know every industry this happens what happens next is interesting the school or the government or anywhere around the world the continuous professional development that the teachers receives happen in form of capsules which give us a lot of information and knowledge but very little skills please mark my words please write this down many cpds would give you information and knowledge but how do we start using it in the classroom from day 1 day you know the next very day uh, many times that's missing so the teacher's skill set again gets stuck and the teacher is expected to learn things on the job learn themselves go out explore so we got less skills we entered the vicious cycle we entered a cycle where we were being paid less uh, we tried learning a, a lot of things but then the world keeps changing our skills are lagging behind we don't receive better salaries we don't receive higher salaries because we don't have enough money in form of a salary what really happens is we don't have enough money to invest in increasing our skill sets and when we don't have that additional money to invest in our skill set we are still underskilled hence underpaid hence less money hence no investment in uh, our skill sets hence 
underpaid and it becomes a vicious cycle and we have seen so many teachers hundreds and thousands of teachers stuck in that vicious cycle all around the world how many of you have seen a teacher seriously how many of you have seen a teacher who's been in the same role for more than 20 years teaching the same grade getting almost a similar salary for the last 20 years has any one of you seen that yes no maybe has any one of you seen a teacher who has been in the same place in the same school or in the same position teaching the same subject for over uh 20 years and i see some people are writing no's but if you see the number of yeses and if you see the number of yes i have seen that will tell you the stark reality of the teacher growth pro and progress around the world you see that's what i'm talking about so this vicious cycle kind of runs continuously and then what happens is and actually what not what happens then what's happening right now is either teachers are not motivated enough to be giving their best some of us are still motivated you know we just do it for the love of education and love of children but many people are not motivated motivated enough to give their best and then they just are there as a tick in the box teachers we are going because we have to go many people are leaving the teaching profession day and night and so many people there are so many requirements of good teachers globally but that requirement is not being met because because the youth is not attracted towards becoming a teacher the youth today doesn't want to be a teacher by the way united nations reports say that over the next uh, Uh, 7 to 8 years there's a requirement of around 70 million 70 70 million new teachers so there's a huge requirement which means that there are good salaries available but people are not attracted towards becoming a teacher uh, brand what do you think you know you have been there uh, you know in the teaching profession i think more than 20 years of experience now in different countries if i have to ask you about the average teacher average growth teacher not the successful teachers but the average growth teacher what would be your experience what have you seen and you know uk curriculum ib curriculum uk dubai different countries that you've taught in what has been your experience if you could share with all of us i think that some of the answers that we've had actually are quite telling and um, the fact that so many of us have seen those teachers who have been teaching for so many years um i will just make one point before i begin talking and and that is that teaching in the classroom is my passion and anyone who's been involved in any of my sessions will will know i think and will vouch for me that the one thing i do do is relate everything to the classroom and bring it back to the classroom and so with that in mind i really want to talk and focus on because so many of you have um shared that your teachers or you're proud to be a teacher you want to be a teacher and uh, up until last year i was teaching full time as well in the classroom so i'm right there with you I have a, a phrase to share with you, and that is this: the average life cycle. And we're talking about the average teacher here. What is the average teacher? I don't really know, but anyway, not talking about a teacher that is uh, making so much progress. But the average life cycle of a teacher generally shows, in my experience, that teachers become too reliant rather than self-reliant. they become too reliant on others now why is that why do we see that happen there's a number of reasons and i taught in two countries um really um of any sort of length the uk now if i talk about the uk and i do a little comparative between uk and uae or the international scene let me just call it the international scene of teaching um the uae has establishments that are well embedded in routine opportunity and security now think of your own situation are you working in an environment or a country where there is an established routine um an established opportunity and there is possibly some security now with that there is always a flip side what does that offer now in terms of the life cycle of an average teacher within that uk um establishment um what you'll generally see is and i'm going to be a little bit crude here but let me just share this a teacher will join a school 
and because they want to teach, they want to work with children, and they maybe need a job, uh, they will teach. And some will be trained, some will be trained uh, more than others, some will have given more thought than others. They will then begin teaching, learning on the job, as we alluded to earlier. Possibly be, possibly be involved in some training. CPD depends on the school, depends on the country, depends on the country. How much CPD? Uh, there's such a variant there. There's such an, an extremity of experience. Some will be happy in the classroom. Some will teach for one year and leave. Some will teach for one year and move on to some sort of middle management. The question is, why are they moving to middle management? Do they want to? Are they being encouraged to? Have they been even trained to? Do they have leadership skills um, for that position? Then they will continue. And if there is an opportunity, they will move into that opportunity and possibly gain promotion, etc. Other teachers will stay in the classroom because that is their passion. That is the desire for so many years. Now, there's a few variants of that. If we think about it, you've seen the teachers, teachers who move into teaching and then seek promotion, uh, get promotion within two or three years. And suddenly then what? How do they make progress after that? They are suddenly assistant head, assistant principal. Where do they go after that? Principal, teacher, maybe they don't want that far. So then what? Then we're in middle leadership and for how long? There are teachers who quickly progress into senior leadership and then return to the classroom. And that is becoming more and more a common factor, I think. Or you teach and you're happy teaching and you stay there. But when you're teaching, how are you evolving? Is your teaching the same as it was five years ago? Are these lesson plans similar to the ones that you planned five years ago? Um, how much do you do for yourself? How reliant are you on others in the establishment? How self-reliant are you on your own growth? And then if I think about then an average pathway in international school, now we can share some of the experiences that I've, I've alluded to already, but International teaching is um, quite fluid. There's a high staff turnover. And you've got to think, why are people moving into international teaching? Why are they moving to a new country? So a general life uh, cycle for a teacher in international um, really is pressurized. Um, it can be, the experience can be quite destabilizing. Um, now that on a flip side can offer possibility, but you have to be assured of yourself. And I go back to that first phrase, that first point of, how reliant are you on, your, on, on others and, and how self-reliant are you? Um, so teachers will come to an international scene. You have to learn the culture, understand the culture, learn the job, understand the expectations. What are the expectations of the school? Quickly, time is taken to, to move towards, obviously, inspectorate-driven schools. And that is a, a global phenomenon. So expectations come from many stakeholders and that impacts greatly on the life cycle of a teacher. So then again, you will remain in the classroom, but the opportunity in international, and certainly what I've experienced, is that colleagues will move um, more fluidly between jobs, um, and therefore your colleagues next to you are changing all the time. And that security, that variant in pathway and opportunity is slightly destabilized, but um, maybe international offers something new, exciting, um, but without thought, without planning, without consideration um, as a teacher of where am I going to be in five years? And, and as Rishab asked at the beginning, where, where do you see yourself in five years? Standard interview question. But more to that, how are you going to achieve? How have you broken that down? And how are you able to manage that when, as we all know, the daily life of a teacher takes over, which... Uh, regardless of whether in your UK, India, Asia, whichever part of the world you're in, the daily life of a teacher can make it very, very difficult to remain self-reliant and self-assured in your, your own goals and progress and become more reliant in what's being um, dictated to you. Got it. Got it, Brian. Thank you so much for sharing what really happens with the life cycle of an average teacher. And I'm sure... Uh, many of us would have uh, noted this and many of us, us would have noticed it in our own lives, uh, in our own lives, with our own colleagues in society that, yes, many of the teachers face the same things. Now, well, we know this. This is not new knowledge. What's new knowledge is we know about this vicious cycle. How do we break this vicious cycle into a virtuous cycle? 
how do we move from uh, you know this cycle of being in that average growth and still being a good teacher to being into that high growth you know exponential growth and becoming a successful teacher so how do we kind of create a difference in that and that's something in interesting to know so while we were researching on this what we realized was that most of these teachers the successful ones they had something that would always inspire them to move to that they had that inspiration as the first step and then they built an entire pathway so we've been talking to so many teachers hundreds and thousands of teachers globally and they were we saw teachers and they didn't just create wishes that five years from now i'll do this they built something called career pathways with milestones now these teachers were inspired by something and which is something very important for us to know uh, you know as anybody who wants to plan their career who wants to become a successful teacher they need to be de defining the milestones and identifying how do i reach uh, you know how do i achieve those milestones but then the first step is to be inspired by something what inspires us to become a successful teacher so what i found was and this is pretty interesting uh, we did this small research on around 2000 teachers very recently you know we talked to a lot of teachers who come to us for enrolling in our courses and you know we have this mentorship discussions with them it's something new that we started around 6 months ago we moved to only mentorship based uh, recruiting of the learners for our courses and we are now specifically asking the learners that what is what motivated you to come and take admission in our course what why are you why do you want to become a teacher and what inspires you to become a teacher and we only want to work with you know growth oriented successful teachers so what defines you that or what inspires you that we would be able to see you growing and some pretty interesting answers come out right uh, okay before i give you the answers what do you think what would inspire a teacher to start planning their growth, start identifying the milestones, and then start putting in efforts to become successful. What do you think? What inspires? What motivates a teacher to be able to even set the first step on that growth pathway? Come on, I'm waiting for your answers in the chat box. What do you think? What motivates a teacher? What inspires? Okay, interesting. Somebody saying money, respect, being appreciated challenges of a teaching career curiosity learner success yeah so while some people are saying there is no recession in education there are many people who, who would say there's a continuous recession in, in teachers life so the result yielded okay respect paid very interesting to make a difference respect love for learning now guys a quick question here are you telling me the reasons of becoming a teacher? Why people become teachers? Or are you telling me the reasons? Or are you telling me what inspires a teacher to be, to move from being a good teacher to being a successful teacher? My question, you have to understand my question. I'm not asking why people become teachers. We know the answers. We know love, respect of learners, you know, student success, everything. That's fine. But what really motivates a teacher, what inspires a teacher to move from being a good teacher to being an outstanding teacher or being a successful teacher or even what inspires them to even go out and make more money or move from one country to the other country? What really inspires them? Because that reason, identification of that reason for your own life, for yourself is going to be a path changing experience for you. What do you, what do you think? Very good. Somebody said family, money career growth, growth and money, better life, learning new techniques for the learners. Very good. Building, building a better society. Yeah, we're asking what is your motivation to become a better teacher to become successful? Teaching skills, getting that respect, exposure. Beautiful. So you see, there are so many motivations that we are mentioning here, but then we help our mentors you know, the people whom people talk to, to even understand and build their pathways. So these mentors are trained to, to help in identifying what really is the motivation and what we saw is the interesting part. What we saw that usually the motivation would fall down in four categories. And I'm not going to tell you what are those five, four categories. Okay. You will have to figure it out yourself, but then I'll tell you some of those categories. So one of the most important category was families growth. 
And it was so interesting for us to find out that many times teachers build their own career milestones for, for their family's growth. So they want to see um, you know, better lifestyle, better, better life experiences for themselves, for their kids, for their families. And then many people you know, elongated their, that answer or extended that answer. And they said, our family also means our learners. So when we'll make more money or when we grow or when we become more successful, it also creates better impact on our learners. So extended family. So if you see all of that could actually be bought into those classifications. Family is a very important part. So whenever next time you're looking at your growth prospects or you're looking at planning of your career, do think about what would it mean for your family? If you're getting something, what would it mean? And that becomes such a strong motivation for somebody to take that big step of defining their milestones and starting their journey. So there are so many things that inspire, right? So before we go ahead, Brian, if I had to ask you like a quick, quick answer, you know, you've worked with so many teachers and I still crave to meet your friends. You know, I keep meeting them and I keep asking them questions and then they tell me about the experiences that they've had with you. But then if you had to today identify key motivations or things that inspired teachers to get onto that pathway of success and move from being a good teacher to being a, becoming a growth-oriented, successful teacher, what do you think? What really inspired them? What really motivated them? Yeah, um, I will come to that. And there's lots of answers being given, actually. And, and, and people are, are very aware, uh, I think. And, and we can see that from what's coming uh, through. Just let me just flip it for one second. And I know you said, make this short. I will try. <laughs> so the, the, the Euros are on at the moment. Uh, the Euro football competition. And uh, my team are, are, are out and have been out for some time. But um, a lot of us have been watching this now. What I love about these big competitions, especially when it's global, and even if you're not really a football fan, uh, you're watching, is how many armchair managers there are. These fans, and we all do it globally, we're all screaming at the television, we're all telling these managers what their job is, how to do their job, and, and we're all experts. Of course we are, we know better, we can see the television, and we give advice to all these managers, these managers who have so many years experience in education, etc. Now, the reason I'm sharing this with you is, as teachers, don't we, don't we suffer the same sometimes, actually? As teachers, we get advice from so many people. Everyone is a teacher, aren't they? Everyone knows how to teach. I actually put a poll on LinkedIn uh, about eight months ago asking this very uh, question, how many people believe they could teach, something like that. And the response was overwhelming. It's only 80% believe they could teach. And then I looked at where are the backgrounds of, of many of those people and, um, and they weren't teachers at all. So as teachers, we have to... Um, we have to sip this, you know, and, and what we're talking about now is what inspires us to grow as, as teachers. So this is what separates us to those armchair teachers. We want to be teachers because we are inspired. Now, what inspires us? Um, for me, I'll just very quickly share one little story. So somebody that I worked with and, and I started teaching around about the same time as this lady and um, she was always disappearing. And I thought that was very unprofessional. She was leaving the school early and she seemed to be having more cover for her lessons uh, than, than, than the average. And um, that teacher, that person is now a, a hugely successful head teacher of a cluster of schools in the south of England and one of the most inspirational teachers I've ever, ever met. Now, my immediate judgment on her was that, OK, take the standard. What's the standard expectation of what we should be doing as a teacher? Society, actually, somebody's just put in a chat inspired by society. What is society's perception? What was my perception of her? But she was so self-motivated. You know, teacher A, teacher B, let me give you two teachers. Teacher A understands themselves. They take advice, but they don't forget their self-goal. They make time for themselves. They're persistent. Um, they sacrifice, but it's planned sacrifice. Teacher B listens to others, waits for instructions, basically becomes institutionalized. Um, now, some of the key points that we've talked about, what inspires, number one, growth. Now, growth has come up a few times, variance in growth, however you perceive growth. Making impact, making impact is something that inspires us because when you, when you give, 
you gain. When you gain, you build, you grow. So having impact and measuring that impact is so important. And of course, time for reflection. And as we've talked about reward, but what is reward for you? Now we're talking about different types of reward. Um, and I think we can go on because I think the next point we're getting to leads us to this and, and what distinguishes this between a successful teacher. So I'll, I'll put a pin in that just now. <laughs> Got that. So thank you so much, Brian. Thank you for sharing what you have seen with so many teachers, with people who became principals, you know, uh, heads of cluster of schools. And what really the, the key takeaway that I see is people who take charge uh, because of their growth as a motivating factor they really reach places, right? And I think that's something that we have seen as well. Now, we've identified the reasons that people, that people need to have to get inspired to get on those milestones, but what are the milestones? So what we did was we kind of identified that what is a, a, a general growth structure for a teacher, so, or a teaching professional for that matter. So usually, and this is all, uh, you know, curriculum agnostic, this is true for multiple curriculums, there might be multiple curricula, there might be changes here and there, but then it usually works for almost every curricular globally. So usually the teaching profession moves as somebody would become a assistant, assistant teacher or teaching assistant, then assistant teacher, then people become teachers, then senior teachers, mm -hmm. coordinators, uh, you know, MLT, SLT, uh, vice principals, then they move on to become heads of schools or principals, and then they become uh, heads of multiple schools or director of multiple schools and cluster principals and things like that. So you see, the growth for teachers. Now, if I had to ask somebody that I'm a teacher, and now from here to becoming the head of the cluster of schools, what exact skills do I need to develop month on month, year on year? And how can I measure myself and I can make sure that I'm going to grow in that pathway? And how can I define that from where I am today, whatever position, I might be assistant teacher, I might be a coordinator, I might be an SLT member. From here, wherever I'm today to where I want to reach, how do I build that pathway? Uh, if we had to ask that from someone, uh, we didn't find many answers globally. We saw there were qualifications, we saw there were programs. So you do a BA and then you do an MA and then you do a PhD. But then by the time you complete your PhD, you realize you're so far away from the subject that you teach. Uh, it's no more into that education or it's no more into that you know, school structure. So what exactly is the growth pa pattern of a teacher? How do we grow? So we started identifying that and we started working on that. And there we saw a pattern. We saw that these uh, you know, growth pathways can really be structured. There are skills which move horizontally and there are skills that move vertically. So there are skills that, let's say, if you want to move from being an assistant teacher to being the HOD of your primary school, how do you identify those skills? And of course, we all know that those skills are different. Okay, here's a quick question. How many of you agree, and this is a very, very simple, very straightforward question, but how many of you agree that the skills required to become a successful teacher are different from the skills required to become a successful principals, a successful principal. If you agree, write down, I agree. Got it. Next question. How many of you agree that the skills required to become a coordinator are different from the skills required to become a teacher? Coordinator to teacher. I see most of the agreements there, a couple of non-disagreements, but then most of them, most of the people are agreeing. So if you see the skills of every single pathway, every single milestone on the pathway are different. Now, how many of you agree? And this is a critical one, everyone. How many of you agree that if you're already a teacher and you've been receiving CPD or different kind of trainings, that they are training these CPDs or those trainings are preparing you for the next logical milestone that you have to achieve in your growth progress. So if you're a teacher, are those CPDs preparing you for the next role that you should be taking? Yes or no? Yes. 
interesting. Now, I'm, if you see me and Brian, we are not here uh, telling you what to do because in, in one hour's masterclass, we can't just build your pathway, right? We can show you the direction. And if you see what we are doing here is we are helping you in identifying what are the areas where you spend your time? What are the areas where you spend your money? What are the areas where you spend your planning? And how are you able to achieve things that you want to achieve or not? Yeah. So here is a quick, quick input. We were, we were talking about vicious cycle, right? Vicious cycle. What about if you could switch that vicious cycle to something called a virtuous cycle? And if, you're st if you still have that pen in your hand, might be interesting to write it down. Virtuous cycle, virtuous. So virtuous cycle, this is what we, we, what we believe in. Uh, me, Brian, the entire team, we work day and night for this, for every teacher to be a part of this virtuous cycle. Imagine a teacher learns something. She takes that learning in a measurable format to the next employer, to the next school and says, look, this is my skill set. This is the role that I'm looking at. These are the evidences of my skills. I want this job. Or let's say not even a different school. In your same school, you go there and you say, this is my skill set. This is my learning. Why don't you use this and tell me if I'm, the, if I'm the right person for the next job? More often than not, the school, whomsoever you're uh, applying to, they would be able to recognize what you've done. And if they have a vacancy, believe me, you'll be far ahead of all the competition, far, far ahead. Imagine all this measurable skill set that you have and evidences that you have, you go and you apply and you get your target salary, whatever you were targeting, you get that. So now what's happened, you move from the vicious cycle, you've broken that vicious cycle, you move to a virtuous cycle where you've started getting what you want. Now you've got that, that salary, which is what you always wanted. And now you have some financial independence. I'm not saying all the financial independence that you wanted, but some financial independence better than what you had before. You there? Then you move ahead and that additional money that you had, you start using it, you start investing it. How do we make money out of money? We invest it, right? So we start investing it in our other skills. And we say, now I have these skills more. I have these skills in a better, in a better, uh, you know, measure, measurement. And then you take it and you start building your portfolio, building your skills, building your evidences, and then you apply to the same school, to your own school. You go to the next school and you say, uh, here is my skill set. And I'm looking at, you know, moving from a CBSE to, to an IB curriculum. And here's my, here is the evidences that I have, is the evidence that I have, which proves that I can teach in this better school. What happens? We take the next step ahead and we are a part of that, that, we should, that virtuous cycle now where we had the money, we invested in ourselves. We went for the next level of growth, got a better job, got a better salary. We have more money. We take out some part of that money, invest in ourselves, build evidences. And who's now responsible for your growth? Is your school responsible for your growth? Is the government responsible for your growth? Suddenly, who's responsible for, for, for my growth? Come on. Who's responsible for your growth? <laughs> we suddenly move from being into a vicious cycle to moving to, a, we move to a virtuous cycle where I am no more dependent on anybody else. I'm dependent on myself. And imagine if we had a partner which could literally support us in this, you know, a partner who could identify what are the needs that I have. Yes, we are, we are, we, both me and Brian, we are too passionate about this topic. We start talking about it and, you know, the words start, uh, you know, getting, get, get going invisible. So coming back. So imagine you have a partner whom you go and whom you talk to and you say, this is what I want to do. This is what is my growth target. Uh, how do I build my pathway from where I am right now to where I want to reach? And that partner literally listens to you, gets on a call with you and tells you, okay, okay, tell me more, tell me more. Okay, so you are looking for a growth plan 
a growth progress tracking for the next one month. Okay. So you want to plan your career for the next two years. Okay. You're looking to plan your career for the next five years. So let me tell you what are the kind of skills that you would require and what can you do today to start on that journey? And what if this person could guide you and mentor you without charging you anything? You only invest in yourselves when you're learning something new. You want to learn new skills. You want to develop some new skills. You want to build those evidences. You're learning, you're spending there. But then if you could have a mentor who could talk to you, who could guide you where you could move from where you are today to where you want to reach and help you in even identifying your inspiration, even identifying what would inspire you, what motivates you, what really drives you to get that growth. How would that be? Would you like it? Come on. Yes, no, maybe. If you don't like it, say, no, I don't like it. I, I'm happy being a good teacher. I don't want to move from being a good teacher to be a successful teacher. <laughs> yeah, somebody might ask, uh, why would this person do this? <laughs> why would somebody mentor me and tell me what kind of a career pathway I want to build? Why are you guys at Surasa even talking about it? What are you getting out of making teachers successful? Come on, ask us those questions because we have been answering these questions for the last 10 years. You know, the moment we talk about teachers being the top of, at the top of the growth cycle and teachers becoming so successful that they are in control of their finances, the first thing that people come and ask is, what is in it for you? Why are you looking at making teachers successful? Why are you giving them better skills? I'm sure, <laughs> exactly. Would you not want to know what do we want in return? Yeah. Every, at the end of the day, you would not teach in a school for, for no salary, right? There has to be something in it for us. Let me open the cards. What's in it for us? At Surasa, we are building a dream, a vision, of having a community of highly skilled teachers. We, we want to build a community of, to begin with a million teachers globally who are so highly skilled that they can go and change the face of any school, any country, any place in the world. These successful teachers, the moment they enter a school, the school changes. We are trying to build a community of those highly successful teachers. We are trying to build a community of Surasa teachers we call them Surasa teachers. People who come to Surasa, who register with Surasa, whether they take a paid course or they don't take a paid course, they just take a free course, but then they become a Surasa teacher the moment they register with us, right? We're building a community of Surasa teachers who can be guided by our mentors continuously. And how do we make money? What do we get? Whenever you are able to define a pathway, till the time you're somebody who is not looking at defining a pathway, we don't charge you. But the moment you decide that you're somebody who's built a pathway and in that pathway, while you're growing, you define that, okay, this is next skill that I want to learn. Can somebody help me in learning that skill? We say, yes, we have, if we have a course, we say, here is a course. And only when you take a course, you pay us for that course. Otherwise you don't pay us for the course and you can talk to our mentors for free as many times as you want. The idea here is that even if we help 1000 people, and let's say out of those 1,000 people, 50 people take a course, we are happy. We are all getting our salaries. We have to spend our time. We would rather help it in helping teachers globally than you know, not doing anything else. That's, that's the model. That's the simple business model. Out of 1,000 people who get help, help out of us, first, we don't accept everybody in our courses. I'm sure many of you know that. I've been getting those messages that why do people, uh, you know, uh, why are you helping those hundreds of people and why you don't accept everybody who, who applies to your courses? We don't accept everybody who applies to our courses because we want to build that community of highly skilled teachers and people who would have the right motivation. We would only be able to, to bring them, them on. So the idea here is we would help everybody who calls us for a mentorship session. We would help everybody to build a pathway from wherever you are today to wherever you want to reach. Once, you've, once you have that pathway, you could start working on it yourself. If you think that you would want a course, whether that's a long-term qualification, whether that's a short course, whether that's learning as simple a thing as feedback management or evaluation, or whether you want to go ahead and you want to become a principal of a school, 
you can start building those pathways with us and then identify if we have the right course you learn from us or you can go and learn from anywhere but that pathway building is completely with you completely free of cost yeah that's what you have to do guys please understand that pathway creation is your next step to growth from wherever you are today to wherever you want to reach so how do you do that you start working on it yourself and if you need some help in building a pathway if you are motivated you have a reason you have an inspiration to build a pathway you book a mentorship session with us and you start growing from there now there's another thing that we have we have been working on let me quickly share it here uh, there's a uh, there's a facebook group that we have created now uh, now in this facebook group we have a team which continuously keeps helping our learners or keeps helping the community members from time to time with, with different questions that they have again it becomes more like a community than anything else so that if anybody wants to uh, you know connect to a community and learn from the community uh, you could always do that so i'm sharing the link of that facebook group in your chat box you could always copy it here copy it right now and keep it from there and then uh, you know you can join that facebook group later but then with this facebook group you can keep talking to the people separately with with the community and everything and uh, i promise you you'll see this community growing to thousands and maybe one day millions of teachers where people will be helping uh, each other and will be talking to each other but then anybody who wants personalized help you can always come to surasa.com and talk to a mentor and you can say i'm here i'm looking at this growth uh, this is my this is what i think is my next career milestone can somebody please help me with my next career milestone and you can then start planning your careers and that is when you move from vicious cycle to a virtuous cycle now the last question that one question that i had to talk about uh, i'll first invite brian to talk about something on that and uh, then i'll uh, share my thoughts on that so brian we were talking about finances and almost every teacher uh, will be talking about um, uh, you know uh, was talking about finances is a part is a part of it uh, right uh, finances is a very important part of our careers of our lives mm -hmm. uh, what do you think uh, of the people whom you have met teachers that you've been working with uh, has their financial growth been a big and important part of them planning their growth pathways do you think when they made more money they grew faster yes um in short um you know i i think that everything that we're talking about is about growth and and we are talking about now about financial growth and when we asked the question right at the outset of this uh, masterclass Uh, you asked the question, Rishab, and, and we put the question to everyone. Um, if you had the opportunity to grow in this way, to grow financially, to gain reward in this way, and so many people said, yes, 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 thank goodness you raised it. This question isn't raised, it isn't talked about. You, you know, this discussion just doesn't happen. So thank you for raising that. And, and that's what was coming up in chat. So, you know, very much with that in mind, um, the growth of anybody uh, for this financial gain has to come from somewhere. You know, people don't earn extra by default. It doesn't happen by chance, does it? Otherwise, we would all be doing it. And I, I, I read something very quickly on, on, um, on a platform this morning, and it says, whatever journey you decide to take in life, whatever it may be get, that gets your heart singing and your spine tingling, you must make sure that you don't go in it half-hearted. Now, this half-hearted sense, some people say, oh, I'm just not lucky. I've not had the opportunity. School don't do this. I need this qualification. Some schools don't accept this. Other schools are looking for that. There's a set capped salary at my school. All of those are, are, are yes, uh, reasons for, but they're not reasons for you not to grow, for you not to seek ways. Now, what you have just and what we're offering is a free consultation, a free opportunity for everybody, anyone, anywhere to come and speak to one of our mentors to discuss this. We have the experience, we have the experts, we want to help you. And here's my final thought on luck. So are you lucky? Maybe you are, maybe you're not. But luck, in, in my mind, is something that is the preparation. It's the preparation, 
meeting the moment of opportunity. I'll say that again. Luck is the preparation meeting the moment of opportunity. If you're continually planning and preparing and moving ahead, then when that moment does arrive, then you've created luck. And that, in my mind, is what we're doing. So we're here. Mentors are here to discuss and we want to share pathways and ideas. And, and there's nothing, uh, nothing bad that can happen. The worst that can happen is you've had a positive discussion with somebody like-minded. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brian. And I'll take it from the luck part. You know, I've been talking to so many people and uh, uh, I find that mostly the luck is earned than anything else. You know, we, we earn our luck. And as you mentioned that opportunity meeting our skills or meeting our readiness, I think that readiness is the part of the luck that we control and that's what we have to do. So uh, I saw some questions in the chat wherein people were saying, will we have to pay something for uh, the, the mentorship? Do we need to pay something to even talk to a mentor or to plan our careers? No, it's an absolutely free of cost uh, you know, a process. You don't have to pay anything for building your career pathway. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to pay anything to talk to a mentor. You just have to book an appointment. The problem here is uh, we have so many mentors and we have so many people who want to talk to the mentor. So we have created a, a Calendly structure. We have created a calendar wherein you can book a session and then somebody can um, you know, uh, somebody, once you book the session, you get connected to a mentor, you get a time slot, you get a place to meet, you know, usually a, a Zoom meeting or a call. And then you get on that call for that with that mentor uh, for 30 minutes straight. And as many calls, if you, if you think those 30 minutes were not enough, you could ask them for their call link again. They'll give you another link. You can book another 30 minutes and another 30 minutes and another 30 minutes as many times as you want for a lifetime for free. It's only and only when you take a course or you take a qualification, that is when, when you have to pay, you don't pay anything for the mentorship. The idea here is very clear. We want to be your partners in planning your career. We would be there by your side to help you in planning your career. Anywhere you feel that now you're ready to jump from the current milestone to the next milestone, you could talk to your mentor again and they'll guide you what would be the right qualification, what, what would be the right course for you. So idea here is just start planning your career pathways and start moving from being a good teacher to being a successful teacher where you start moving from a vicious cycle to a virtuous cycle. And that is what this masterclass is all about. How do you define whether you are in a vicious cycle or you're in a virtuous cycle and you move as a teacher from the vicious cycle to the virtuous cycle and move from being a good teacher to being a successful teacher. That's majorly from my side. Brian, any last thoughts from you? Last, and then we end the, end the uh, masterclass. Just that we know as teachers how busy life can get. And I, I don't think that um, any opportunity um, to, to have a conversation, to speak to somebody like-minded in education and at least entertain this discussion so easily in education, we can become a little bit bogged down with the day-to-day, -day, with report writing, planning, assessing, marking, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so to, to um, stop, to... Um, take a moment for yourself and to have a conversation. And if you want that to be with us, I've spoken to hundreds, hundreds of teachers um, in the last few months, and some new to teaching, prospective teachers, some who are 10, 15, 20 years into their teaching uh, career. And we've by and large shared a very healthy conversation. And I learn as well all the time, um, but it, it is a conversation that, that helps this. So be proactive. And I would love to see you if you, you sign up and have a chat. Got it. Thank you so much, Brian. There are some questions in the chat box for people who would like to uh, stay to get the answers to that. Uh, I, I'm going to answer them now. So uh, somebody said, is this going to be a general talk? Are we talking about something in particular? We're talking in particular about teacher success, nothing else. We are focused on that. We'll always be focused on that. So this was all about teacher success. Uh, somebody says that I want to be a successful teacher at international standards, successfully taught three generations. Yeah, so if you have successfully taught three generations, believe me, you're already successful. And moving from here to the next level is all about just planning uh, from wherever you are right now to the next. 
So uh, why don't you just book a mentorship session and talk to one of the mentors and they'll help you. So uh, somebody says is completing a particular course from your uh, from you can get someone a job in UAE even with no experience. Look, uh, these are the questions that we would rather want you to talk to our mentors about. You know, this masterclass is not about talking about our courses. It's all about uh, teachers' growth and how people can move from where they are right now to the next level. Anything about the courses or any particular course, I would rather suggest you should book that mentorship session and talk to our mentors about that. Uh, somebody mentioned that we that somebody wants to talk to uh, me and Brian. Uh, usually we have this process. You talk to a mentor and then the mentors usually help you. They help in building the pathway. And if they identify that you have a particular need wherein you, it will be imperative to talk to the senior mentors or senior counselors or professors, they connect you to the right people. Uh, mostly the mentors are able to answer all your questions. So it would be, uh, it would be a good thing. Uh, somebody saying, uh, if you're planning to move to Canada or Dubai, um, we know that your courses are recognized in Dubai, but what about other countries? I want to teach in Canada. Uh, guys, again, <laughs> this is all about uh, knowing about the courses. It will be great if you can talk to uh, the, uh, you know, if, if you could talk to uh, the mentors initially, and then those mentors would be able to guide you on anything. Um, about acceptance, we do uh, UK recognized courses and uh, they are internationally accredited courses. So you can take those courses and use those credits in different countries by getting it equalized. So that's the maximum I'm going to talk about the course today, nothing else. Uh, people are talking about getting participation certificates. Yes, uh, there would be a certificate that you might receive in your email. And uh, that's majorly that. So from moving from a teacher to educator, yes, we help average teachers, average growth teachers, good teachers to move to becoming successful educators. So that's basically it. Uh, I enjoyed talking to all of you. I hope uh, you had a good session as well. Uh, have a wonderful Sunday evening. Enjoy yourselves. For any questions, please, please talk to our mentors and we will always be there for you. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. Bye-bye.